Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 460 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined, not not by my side today, not far, but far. <laughs> even Kyle Brackey, Funky Askren, coming out at us from uh, some terminal in some airport. Uh, good morning, guys. Good morning. So, What's up, yeah, so kind of sadness. Um, we are not in the studio today because we are sort of quarantined. So what happened was this, this all really sucks and kind of went down yesterday afternoon. So we're all geared up for Senior Nationals, super excited. Then a, uh, a Flow employee's roommate tested positive and we were around the whole wrestling team was around this this employee the entire week basically apart from yesterday the test came back for the roommate that they tested positive so basically out of an abundance of caution we're home and then we were also not going to be allowed to go to senior nationals um today and tomorrow which is when we were going to be leaving most of the guys were traveling at 6 30 this morning so we quickly had to pump the brakes. I did not be the outcome when I learned about this. I was like, okay, so that happened, but we're still good because we don't have it. And this employee tested negative, but they were like, well, even still, it, I don't, I'm not a science person, but basically the way the disease works is the virus works. It's like it could be in you for a little while before you test positive. So anyways, long way of saying we're freaking here. I think Bracky probably broke stuff last night. Not happy. None of us are happy to be A, quarantine, and B, this is a big one that we can't go to senior nationals. So, biggest bummer, not the biggest bummer, but a big bummer uh, for us. So, that stinks. But we're springing into action. We're, we're going to be working with LJ and the production team to have a fully developed. Uh, plan to commentate remotely, et cetera. So we're going to still be bringing the heat for senior nationals. We'll all be watching. We'll be on the call. So silver lining. Thank goodness for technology. But, uh, so yeah, uh, let's get that out of the way. Well, Christian, you want some good, you want some good news? Please, baby. At least it wasn't last weekend. You would have had to cancel who's number one. You're right. You're right. Uh, and it could be worse. Yeah. And fortunately, the way this, you know, the the exposure worked, it came after who's number one. Was the person was not around to the athlete, so we're fine in, in that regard. So I guess that's a good thing, um, silver lining, and uh, we still get to watch the, the wrestling this weekend. So, so that's a good thing. Ben, um, first of all. Sorry, I'm in Orlando Airport, and there's some large construction vehicles driving around making a shit ton of noise. Yes, we we can hear it. Uh, can confirm your story checks out. But Ben, what is going on? The Orlando Airport's like a like a carnival. It's very nice. Yes, it, it is very very wild. But talk oh to us about God. what are you doing in Orlando? Talk to us about your WWE experience, or maybe walk away from whatever horrible vehicle. That I can't. Is. I'm trapped. There's no way I'm on crutches, Christian. Oh, that's right. Dang it, Ben. <laughs> Son of a. Um, okay. Well, I can't. Yeah, I can't so, hear it. The WWE uh, wanted me to come down here and talk to them. It was, 
was a fun experience. I got to, uh, you know, see behind the scenes and see how they operate business, and uh, it was really cool. Okay, so, like, are you, are you, they talking to you about, like, maybe being a wrestler? <laughs> uh, I mean, I think ideally that's what they would happen, but I don't think that's really a possibility. Oh, okay. Oh, well. Yeah, I mean, I got a lot of things going on in my life. I'm trying to run the wrestling academy. I'm trying to do this podcast. Um, you know, maybe if I was, like, 10 years younger, I didn't have kids, and I didn't have wrestling academies, I'd make it a shot. Okay. Well, um, man, that would be weird. Did they have, like, some persona for you already drummed up? They're like, you would be... No, I would be myself. Thing. I would be myself. You, you'd be Ben Askren. That makes more yeah. sense. But the, you know what? There were... I don't, maybe, I'm probably not supposed to mention names, Christian, but there was a handful of former college wrestlers in the pipeline. You know, maybe at this facility, they could be, like, all the way on the show. They could be, like, total beginners. They could be somewhere in the middle. Got it, got it. I saw um, yeah. Jacob Casper. Something happened with him, right? Is he, is he on it? Uh, well, that, was, that was one of the people I saw. He was uh, just beginning his journey. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they announced uh, it for a while. It was cool. Uh, and, uh, you know, Jerry Briscoe, who was who uh, been with WWE for, I think, 45 years. He was an Oklahoma State wrestler in the 60s. He thinks Jacob Casper is going to be the next big thing. Really? Yeah. He's so, got the look. And then I got to talk a bunch of uh, old Bobby Douglas stories with uh, Jerry Briscoe. And that, that, was, that was a lot of fun. Yes. I, I can imagine those are really interesting. Now, how, what's his um, – yeah, I guess he was – he knows Bobby from back in the day. That's cool. Okay, well, so you're get, you're getting back, you're getting home today, and you'll be back. Well, what's your plan for senior nationals? Are you you're not going, right? I wasn't gonna go. Yeah, we should have sent you. Yeah, we have no well, one. Yeah, well, no. all we're gonna have is all we're gonna have is produ- production and and photographers. Uh, Damn, a photographer, one Austin Bernard. So big time stink there. All right, hey, did you watch episode three, Ben? Uh, WWE all day. I didn't get to. Someone started talking to me about it, and I'm like, "Oh man, I haven't seen it yet." You gotta watch it. It's really, um, man. I thought the I thought the end was one of the best like closing scenes of of a, of a film we had. And just man, I mean, he used the words perspective, but Brent's perspective on his life and his career is really um, refreshing, and I think something we can we can all you sometimes because we can you know feel sorry for ourselves that's an easy trap oh i'm not going to senior nationals i got some actual problem it's not a real problem um brent you know for for an and and one thing that's interesting it's like you know for an iowa guy where you know winning is is you know a, a top priority and focus and you know for someone to be in that program and so dominant and so good to have that perspective after not just like, you know, the Caldwell loss, but he didn't make the Olympic teams in 12 and 16 when he was probably yeah. the consistent pick both those years. And he made several teams and he never came back with, with hardware. And for that to not, you know, you, you would just think of the, the outside opinion of Brent Metcalf, that that would just destroy him internally. And uh, yeah, it, it really didn't. And, and him talking about how, you know, 
the loss of his brother kind of put, put everything in perspective for him and helps him handle, I guess, life setbacks. Um, well, one of the things that I, I, I gleaned from the first two episodes of Metcalf was he was just very matter of fact about what happened and not really tying too much emotion to it. And so, I, I mean, as a competitor, I feel like, yeah, you could let stuff eat you up, but then in reality, that's going to be a real negative. It's going to be a pull on your life. And so you'd much rather just say, yeah, that happened. It wasn't ideal. And now I'm going to move forward with whatever I'm doing, which from episodes one and two, that's like how I feel like Brent would feel about it. Yeah. What, um, what do you think separates or the, the differentiator between athletes that are so high level? Some can, I guess I'll say handle it or, or accept defeat loss so much better than others. What, what, what's the ingredient? Well, there, I mean, I guess I would say, uh, name me someone who didn't, who, who's like held on to it for a decade. Cause I can't really, I mean, myself, I came up short at the, highest levels, right? I went to the Olympics. I failed. I went to the UFC. I didn't accomplish my ultimate dream. And it's, you know, again, it's like, okay, I can hold on to those things and that can make me highly unproductive. Or I could just say, well, that shit happened. And now I'm going to move on and do some other stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't Quite I, is, name name. I don't, I mean, I don't know, but I, it just seems very, I mean, I'm Logically, around quite a few high-level guys, and I can't think of any of them just off the top of my head that just kind of let let that failure pervade over their life or stick, stick with them. I can't really think of anyone like that. That's good. I don't. I don't think this Honestly, person. Honestly, I would say. Obviously. Go ahead, man. Oh, go ahead, Kyle. No, I was just gonna say, you uh, know, kind of the at the. The, oh man, this is awful. <laughs> um, I was gonna say at the end of at the end of Colat, um, you know, I don't think Carrie has let this just like ruin his life or, or um, be some terrible thing for him. But he literally he says like wrestling has done a lot of great things for me, uh, but I don't have to be happy about the way my my career ended and the way things went. And um, like you can, I to me, I could sense some bitterness with how everything went. And not being happy with how it all played out, and it's totally understandable when you think about what happened to him. But then when you hear Brent talk at the end, um, he seems very at peace with everything and okay with everything that happened, and uh, just like he's genuinely happy and in a good place and and loves where he is right now. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think it- I, you know what I was gonna say earlier is that I think the younger kids right the kids like coach they let the failure get to them and stick with them more than older people i know and i feel like maybe usually by guys who've got older they've dealt with the ups and downs more frequently and then you know obviously like the life and death thing you know having kids watching people die um it does a little bit put it in perspective yeah yeah um you know, I, th- I think Terry is, is definitely a guy that had to go through a, a, an evolution or a process of, of not making the, the 96 team. And then the uh, 2000 bronze was definitely something he had to, to work to overcome, uh, you know, and, and come to terms with that. And that's basically what the film is about, that 
that process. Yeah. And then, you know, it ends, but it took some time, but, you know, it ends, you know, bliss, pure bliss. Uh, that was, that was one thing. Um, okay. Well, please watch it, Ben. So I, I will, I will watch it today and I will, uh, I bet, I bet we'll forget though, because we've seen Nationals this weekend and we'll probably just end up talking about seeing Nationals is my guess. I would imagine that could happen, but you know what? It's up to us to not let that be the reality. I think we can. Uh, okay. We can at least take I'll be watching minutes. it today, for sure. Okay, cool. So, um, I'm going to be a somewhat abbreviated show. We did a lot uh, yesterday because we didn't know what yeah. Ben's availability would be. But I was thinking about doing um, a, a weight-by-weight sleepers. Guys that are like six seated or higher or unseated that we could see going on runs throughout senior nationals. Uh, ben, I'm no. sure you don't have the seeds or the entries handy, but uh, <laughs> I do not. Well, you can. Chad Red. Chad Red. Chad Red. Chad Red is all. Chad Red is the sleeper dark horse in every single tournament he enters. <laughs> it's like he's just the obvious one. It's like, is there a tournament? Yes. Yeah. Chad Red entered. Yes. Okay. He is our, our sleeper. He will. He basically always <laughs> delivers. He does it at Big Tens. He balled out at Big Tens the last two years. Yeah. He's he's just a, he's just a choice. Yeah. He should start. He should start taking losses so early in the season. I was actually thinking, Christian, how many of the participants at U.S. Open will end up being quarantined and not actually be able to go? Why? Why would they be? Why? Because. Because Corona happens, and if you're practicing right now, you're around a handful of people, and the chances that someone gets it is relatively likely. Oh, geez. Well, I mean, I, I suppose there's there's a chance. I'm trying to think. You know, they've had all these, uh, what you call, the, you know, the tournaments. I'm trying to think of the names. Well, you had yours. There have been others Which this one? whole summer. That have happened. Well, just like not senior yeah, I mean, level. I've but... had to, I had, I've had a handful of kids quarantine. Okay. No one from yeah. that tournament specifically, but I had another camp where one one kid got it afterwards, and we had to quarantine a handful. Not not ideal, but I mean, you better taking precautions and just letting everyone do whatever they want. Right. Uh, well, I know that USA Wrestling is taking tons of precautions and. They're going to be leaving no stone unturned to make sure that safety is priority one. The the conditions on the floor were, were going to be unlike any tournament we've ever covered. So it, it's definitely going to be very different. Uh, so I think as far as the field of play is concerned, it's going to be safe. But, yeah, you do have people that are going to be flying or driving from around the country uh, attempting to, to compete in a in a contact sport where, you know, you're touching each other, right? And you're going to exchange yep. all the things that would give you coronavirus. Yeah. Sorry to bring that okay. somber note up. We could talk about the dark horses. <laughs> yeah, thanks. It's really, it's really fun times, yeah. Ben. You're just a bright light. <laughs> a bright light of positivity. Okay. So let's start at 57. We, we went over the seeds yesterday. Who are some guys? I've got some guys written down here that I think could make, make a run. I do want to call out a name I've never heard before, but it sounds like a, a, a Sopranos character. Johnny Flakes. There's a guy in her named Johnny never Flakes from him. Georgia. I, I feel like he was he ran with, with uh, Junior Sopranos crew. Maybe, uh, but maybe not. <laughs> uh, 
I don't know if he's going to make a run, but if he does, I won't be surprised. So for me, the, the, the number one guy, he's the 10 seed that I could see really making a run is, is Jacob Camacho. He's from a freestyle yeah, perspective. It's not his best style. He's more known for his folk style stuff, but I think offensively he can go, he can shoot with, with a lot of these guys. He's got to win over number five, Jack Mueller, albeit in folk style. But still, that is notable to me. And he was someone who was really coming on at the end of last year. And maybe, yep. you know, he comes, shows up to Nationals and gets like, you know, fourth or third or something. You know, we probably are looking at this bracket really differently. But he didn't have that opportunity. Yeah. And that and that's not totally out of the question that he could have done really well there. Um, and the other thing is he does have a decent amount of freestyle experience. I remember wrestling Fargo multiple times and other places. Racky. I'm going to take a guy that actually beat your sleeper last season. And he is unseated. His name is Sam Latona. Um, he Ooh, beat Camacho at Super 32. Uh, he made the Junior Open Finals last year. And he was a guy that we just all get better and better, too. He arguably should have beat Nick Pinchinetti at uh, Southern Scuffle. I'm going to go with Sam Latona. I keep forgetting that he's entered. I don't know why, if I'm missing his name on the registration or what my problem is, but I, I continue to forget that he's on there. But a he, great – He really feels great, like a guy that should be seated. Yes. Yeah, because he's multiple-time Fargo champ, junior open finals. Yeah. He probably couldn't do as many push-ups as Jack Medley, which got him the 12 seed. Uh, <laughs> I don't ever remember Medley doing freestyle, Christian. Am I misremembering? I am not familiar that, that there's a chance he's he's entered and wrestled, but I, I don't. I can't recall seeing him. He certainly hasn't made a, a deep run, to my knowledge. Yeah, so that would be weird that he would be seated above uh, Latonu, who does have relevant age-level results in freestyle. I love it. I love the ACC love here with, with Camacho, NC State, Latona, Virginia Tech. Uh, what a great conference. I mean, the other one who I, I, I don't know where he's at right now, but I'm very interested to see what Dom Serrano does at 125 pounds. Yes, like him a lot as well. He was the second name I had down for sleeper at, at 57 kilograms. And Nebraska bringing everyone they can. They, yeah, they are bringing so, so many funny kids. that some of these teams brought so many people and then, you know, a few other local ones didn't bring anybody. Yes. It is sort of strange. Okay. 65 kilograms. We went over the seeds yesterday. They seeded out to 16 in this one. And when Fargo champ Austin Gomez is your 16 seed, you can see exactly why they made that decision. So I, I, uh, I'll get my sleeper started here. With someone, so there's like different levels of, of sleeperdom, right? There's like the unseeded guy that you <laughs> think could get the top five, and then there's like the high seed that you think could make a run and maybe make the finals. So my guy in this instance is Luke Pletcher. So Ooh, I one. I like his I like his. You know, certainly, it's going to be hard, right? But Luke has looked good. Uh, you know, he looked good against Caldwell. He was really coming on this, this whole year. So he would have Dean Heil in the uh, quarters 
and then he can somehow beat him. Actually, no, that'd be a pre-quarter. And then mm-hmm. Evan Henderson, and then Jay Nyerman. Yeah. It's like they're all really tough, but I'm like, he definitely has a solid chance well, to beat all three of those guys. Wasn't now, have Ironman to do and Fletcher that had that crazy U23 final series of three? Yes. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. That was a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And we've only seen yeah, okay. uh, Fletcher get better since that time. So I I like that. I think there's a I think there's a couple others. I don't want to say a lot of names, but uh I'll say he is my first sleeper pick. Okay. Uh hey, what was like number twelve and thirteen? Remember who that remember who that was? Yaya is the twelve. Nick Dardanes is the thirteen. Okay, who oh Chad Red was fourteen. That's who I was thinking of. Yaya's yep. interesting. I think he's gonna have a hard time going too deep. He could upset a few people. Um, the other one who I'm interested in, I'm kind of mixed on picking because I think he's really good in this bracket, but I think he's supposed to Iron Man will be Matt Clausen. Yep, he's out of the seven. Um, you know, Yaya's draw is interesting because he would have Kanan, uh, he would have Kanan store, and Which then winnable. I, I, yeah, it's it's winnable. And Simmons, and then could he get to uh, Andy Simmons? That's winnable. But then Joey McKenna, right? That probably probably stops the party. But still, a a run to the semis for Yaya is not out of the question. Yeah, I agree. Steve? Uh, Yeah, Luke Pletcher was probably the first guy I identified, but I had a feeling other people would choose him as a dark horse, so I came prepared. And uh, it's kind of a tough draw for this guy, but it wouldn't shock me if he went on a run and beats people as Mitch McKee. He's a guy that's extremely freestyle savvy. His head pinch is nasty um, and can give people a lot of problems. But, again, you, you hit McKenna in the quarters, too. Uh, and Andrew O'Leary as before that. So it could be a tough tough go of it. I like the O'Leary's matchup for McKee, I think, just because he's going to shoot under him and, and that's going to feed right into McKee's wheelhouse with, with his yep. head pinch stuff. Though there is a scenario where Alir just gets perfect position on that single. We've seen he can go single to lace really effectively. So, I, I but I do like McKee Shaw. Some of the unseated guys I really like uh, is one, Jaden Abbas. You know, he has a folk style win over number nine seed, Andrew Alirez. I like Abbas a lot. His style, does it super translate to freestyle? I don't know, but... I think he's super talented, and in a weight full of landmines, I think he's one you can't overlook. Yeah, actually, one thing I thought about yesterday after the show, Christian, was that I did we did the over-under how many 9 through 16 seed 1 through 8, and I was, I don't know why I'm a dummy, I was assuming all the 9 through 16 would actually make it to the round of 16, but that's definitely not a given. Far from it. Far from it. Far from there's it. A, there's there's a other guys in the bracket yeah. that could knock those guys off. Yeah, and the 65-kilogram bracket's going to be ginormous. Yes. So that was a bad assumption by me. Well, don't, don't be so you hard on wait. yourself. Because you picked the under. I did pick the under. Okay. So next up, 74 kilograms. We talked uh, at length about this this weight class and the high level talent this could be entered there. Um, looking at 
I my sleeper for this one is Muhammad McBride. This is a guy who I had never heard of from from Buffalo until a couple of years ago, and he made the U twenty three World Team World Team at seventy nine. So why is he not Christian? I don't know. What's going on? Kozak fired again. <laughs> Kozak, Wait, if, Kozak, you got to stop, man. He beat Wick. He beat Wick, and he made the U23 world team. Well, why in God's green earth is he not seated? I don't think that was Wick. That was a different Buffalo guy, I think. No, it was, I'm pretty it sure was McBride. McBride. That's the same weight class. No, I, I really think that, I think there was a different dude that beat Wick at no, I wish I had my computer and I could Google this right now. Uh, all right, it was see. Alex Smythe. Yeah, Alex. Oh, it. damn it all. I don't pushed him. Yeah. Okay. I mean, B- Buffalo just basically balls out of U23. So McBride, that's their Super Bowl. So McBride beat Mantanona to make the team, and then I think he got he wrestled for a medal at U twenty three, world. Wow! So, so, go ahead. They should definitely be seated. Yes, I'm not sure what happened. Oh. Uh, so top that one, uh, Bracky. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm going to top that one. Uh, you said it had to be a sixteen or lower, so I'm going to go with the guy I picked to make the finals yesterday, and Hayden Hydley. Boom. Okay. I like it. He is a six seed, so I don't know. I Mom and Bride's a good one. Um like with Latone, I didn't even realize uh he was entered. But uh I didn't until this morning uh, actually, so you're not alone. Maybe uh outside of that, maybe Rick Durso goes on a run. He's back, baby. Who says no? Kristen, tell me who my dark horse is because I don't have a computer in front of me. You could go uh, a couple. You could go Cam Amin, okay. Patty Gallagher, uh, Colin Carrington. No. These are unseated guys. No. Okay. Keep going. Okay, then you get you get Joey Lavalley then out of the seven. Hey! <laughs> uh, I am interested to see how Patty Gallagher does. I think he probably struggles against the level guys. Uh, that's just my feeling, but I'm interested to see how it goes for him, and it's really cool that he's entering. It is really cool, and, you know, on the one hand, he's going to be strong enough. On the other hand, he's not going to be able to beat these dudes up, right? So it's really going to challenge yeah. him from a, right. a technical perspective, which I think is great for him, right? It's like there's not – there's basically one to two high school guys in the country that could push him. so. Why not expose yourself to, you know, 15 guys that are going to give you really tough matches? How, Christian, how old do you have to be to enter this tournament? Because I'm kind of surprised a few more high school kids didn't. I mean, in the freestyle portion, is is Patty the only one? He's the only one Please that I saw. Oh, you do? I'm what? pretty sure, yes. Was Gable 18 when he? Oh, yeah, Gable was 18. Right, because he had turned eighteen oh. earlier in the year, and he so he he would have had three more junior years, right? Because he'd have eighteen, nineteen, and twenty. Right. 
So no, I, I didn't see any other high school high school guys entered at any weight class. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, high, maybe, like maybe. especially these juniors going into seniors who would be the old old enough to do it. A lot of them didn't have opportunities to compete much this summer. And you think, especially if you were really good and you were somewhere close, you would go check, go try it out. Yeah, I just yeah. confirmed uh, with the Q and A USA wrestling put out. Um, you have to you have to be eighteen and twenty twenty to be able to compete. Okay, so that's, that's a lot, but that's most high school seniors probably. Yeah, Maybe. you just can't. But like some turn eighteen and twenty twenty one, and those are not eligible. Yes, yes, yes. Yep, got it. All right, hey guys, I got to run to catch my plane. Fun being on the show, and I'm excited to talk about Canadian nationals next week. Okay, hey, thanks for hopping on. Have a good flight. We'll we'll talk soon, Ben. Thank All you. Right. See ya. Bye. Bye. All right, just you and me, Steve. You and me and our pets. <laughs> I got Hank locked Hank. away, so hopefully he, he's good. I got I got him locked away in one of the front bedrooms, so he's been quiet. Yeah, Ginger's so old; she just lays there. She's like thirteen, so <laughs> she's she's whether I'm here or not, she has no idea. Okay, so we did seventy four. Feeling good about that. I said, uh, "Where was some?" Oh, Colin Puritan's sort of interesting. One, I was like, "Oh, he's sort of small," but then I'm like, "Wait, he's like also really tall. He was a forty nine pounder." Yeah. He was he had a really good Big Tens, as I recall, as did all of Nebraska. And he was someone I really wanted to see. So while I don't exactly know his freestyle pedigree, he's at Nebraska, which is an obvious amplifier of your freestyle ability. And he was coming on. And this weight is uh has a lot of high-end talent, but I would not describe it as especially deep, right? Not like 65 mm-hmm. is or 86. So he is someone I could see making a little run here, maybe getting into the top eight as an unseated dude. Yeah, to your point, uh, it really does drop off after uh, the top six. And uh, Purinton at, at Big Tens beat Griffin Perry at Jared Verclair and Canaan Storm and Brayton Lee. So nice little run there. That's a solid run. I'm surprised Brayton's not in this, actually. He wrestles all tournaments. He does. That's kind of his thing. Shout out Brayton Lee. Okay. So now we move to 86, a weight we just described as especially deep. And in order to not allow Kyle Bracky to choose two Hokies to my none, <laughs> I'm going to go first and take Hunter Bullen before he's scooped by, by, by Steve. So I like Hunter Bullen here. I think he has a good style for freestyle. I think he was a Fargo AA, but not sure of what other he may have made went for U23 team, but I can't recall exactly. But the two-seeded NCAAs, he had multiple wins, or he had a win over Trent Hydley. So he is my guy for for 86. That's a good pick. Uh, really solid pick. Another guy I think uh, Virginia Tech felt like should be seeded. But uh, I'm going to go with Max Dean, uh, the eight seed. And uh, we haven't seen him wrestle in a while, uh, but he's a guy who's made a U23 team and just going to be in your face and wrestle extremely hard and uh, I think give the guys some problems. Yeah, um, so he would have Elam in that round of 16, and then would he hit Nate Jackson is the one there. 
that would be a tough challenge. If you get by him, he would have the Far Foster winner. So far as far was the guy we picked to win the thing or something. I, I did. I don't know if you did. At least I think I no. I, I picked final at least. Yeah, yeah. I did not pick. I think him. we all have me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, some other interesting names in here at 86. Uh, I was going to give Parker Keckheisen some love. Taylor Vins out of the 12, I think, is a really good good option. He's internationally savvy coming out of that mm-hmm. pinnacle room, as they all are. So exciting one there. 86, probably the way to watch. 74 maybe has the names, but 86 has, like, everyone. So, And Taylor Lujan at freestyle is, is interesting. Just because we haven't really yeah. seen that ever, and he's seen got the, it. Yeah, I, I don't. I cannot recall uh, ever seeing it. But he's he's got the big move potential with all the throws and everything. It should be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Also, Max Dean at Senior Nationals. Uh, he lost to Brett Farr thirteen to nine and Aaron Brooks ten to seven. So right there with those Whoa. guys. I don't know why I thought he got smoked by Brooks, but I misremembered clearly. And seven. That is good, just looking at the score. It could be one of those things where uh, maybe Brooks was up big and then uh, Dean came back late. Yes. Okay, that's 86. Moving up to 97, where Kyle Snyder will terrorize. Uh, of the unseated guys, I really like Gavin Hoffman. 97 mm-hmm. kilogram unseated Ohio State. The guy who's, who's been in the mix, he's had really good results. He's really good at freestyle. I I think this is going to be a comfortable weight for him. 97 kilograms, he's not going to be pulling down to 184 pounds. So I like Gavin. Who do you like? Uh, I'd like Ty Walls. Um, I'm just taking all the hokies apparently. Uh, but he, he's the guy who's made the, made the U.S. Open finals, uh, before, um, and, uh, someone that I think can string a couple matches together here. Okay. I like that pick. He would have Colin Moore early or in that mm-hmm. quarter. I'm excited to see that one. If it happens. All right. Then bringing it up to 125. Don Bradley and Mason Parrish, your top two seeds there. I went off the board again. I think almost all my dark horses were unseated. Uh, Sean Streck, someone I really liked coming out of high school, and then he kind of really hasn't materialized yet in college, but I think his days hopefully will be coming at some point. He's not seated. Yeah. I look at this group of guys, and I could see Streck uh, doing really well. Yeah, I went. Uh, I went Zach Elam here. Uh, he's a guy that when uh, Kirk Fleet was hurt, stepped right in, made the World Finals. Um, had a pretty solid. He they went right out of the gate as a true freshman um, at Missouri and had a really solid season. And, and with the whole year to redshirt and just continue to get better and better, I, I I wouldn't be surprised to see him knock off some of these guys. Yeah, him. He's a dangerous ten seed for sure. Okay. Uh, moving on. Sorry, there's our sleepers. We did it. Uh, do we want to? Do you want to talk any about? Uh, where, where do you want to go next, Steve? I'll let you. Go. Oh, I, know. I don't know. I will dig. 
Let's do your alien hour. Okay. I, w- I wish we could do this uh, with Ben on here, but we'll, maybe we can get his reaction on, on Tuesday to it. And because uh, it, it has to do with Wisconsin and uh, oh wow, a town, yeah, a town called Muskego, Wisconsin. And there's a, there's All a couple the names different ways. Wisconsin this... are like that. Correct. Yes. Every Wisconsin think... town is like Muskego. Google. Yeah, nah, I couldn't. I couldn't live there. I would just mispronounce everything. Um, so, Muskego back in the day, and there's a few different variations of how uh, this this place I'm going to talk about came to be. Uh, the first is there was this is this is around uh, 1940s, 1950s time period, and uh, it was when you know the traveling circuses were a pretty big deal. And when they came to town, everyone went saw them and everything. Well, I, I don't even know what to call these people. I don't want to get canceled. Um, I think <laughs> little people is maybe the best word to use. Is that what they're called? I, I, we're going with little people. Okay. So the circuses had little people. That was a big attraction uh, during that time. And there's a few different ways this story goes. It is that the circus just disbanded, you know, went bankrupt, it ended. And these little people... Um, Essentially, we're just like, well, we don't have anywhere to go. I mean, back then, like, they weren't considered almost like normal citizens, and they couldn't yeah. just go get jobs and houses and everything. Um, so they're like, we're just going to create this village right here, like, on the circus fairgrounds, because everyone just, like, had abandoned it. And so Smallville. the other the other story is, is that the circus owner was – a very mean and cruel person and they just like revolted against him and killed him and then escaped and then created their own village and were just like F all you normal people with your long legs and you yeah. stay the heck away from us and we're just going to have this village here in Muskego and it's called Haunchyville okay and Haunchyville is at the end of Mystic Road and it is somewhere in the wilderness out there, okay? And if you go out there looking for it and you come across their land, they catch you and then they, they cut your legs off at the knees down so that you have to live like they live. Oh, no. Yes. That's bad. This is so bad. This is so bad. They're so okay, mad at so us. What's, what's the precedent? What do you mean? What's the precedent? Well, I, you know, no, normally there's like some, some data a little bit like, uh, you know, when this started happening, when people were getting lopped off from the knees down kind of thing. Well, that's the thing is these these people, they don't come home when they get their legs chopped off. That they, they have to live there with the Hachi people. So they just go missing. And I don't have an exact body count, um, but it's I think it's real, man. And people go looking for this thing so much because so Mystic Road is just kind of like a dead end. And then it, it kind of there's a residential area and then the road goes on for a little bit, like kind of into the woods. And then it just kind of ends. And supposedly mm-hmm. they're somewhere in that wilder, that wilderness there. And so many people have gone looking for this that the Muskego police like literally write like trespassing tickets. If you are on this road and like not out there for like a normal reason, because it's like disturbing the people that live there so much. 
But are they in on it? Are they protecting the haunchy people? Are they protecting the haunchies? Well, if they if they value their legs from the knees down, it would seem like they have to. Yes, exactly. They have to. Um, and the, and there's a quote from because the police were talking about it. Like we got to stop this, people. Like stop looking for these haunchies. Uh, the, the officer said, "I'm not the prince of the haunchies. I'm not trying to protect them." But that sounds something. Sounds uh, like they have a the haunchies, you would say. Yeah. It sounds like a either there is a prince of the haunchies or b he's aware of the prince of the haunchies or c he is the prince of the haunchies. Yeah, I I agree. And the, there was other one little thing with that um, is what there was a when the circus either disbanded or they revolted and took over whichever whichever theory you subscribe to. Um, there was a child left behind and, uh, he was a normal child. Like, so he was just small at the time, but they just like took him in as one of their own. He's like, this is our guy. And of course he grows up to be, you know, a normal sized person. And so he is like, kind of like their first line of protection. Like, so he's like, I picture like the way he's been described is almost like, uh, like Dumbledore from Harry Potter. Like, he's just like this old, like. long hair bearded dude and he's just like their protector and he carries a big old shotgun with him everywhere too wait there's no barbers in haunchy but there are shotguns there's firearms they got he doesn't he doesn't want to cut his hair i'm sure they got barbers he just doesn't want to cut his hair he looks wise okay well this is as believable as any uh any of your other alien hours i guess bracky i wonder how far uh, Waukesha is from where Ben lives. I don't know where exactly Ben lives. It's it's Muskogee. I don't know where you got Waukesha. Oh dang it! See, because <laughs> <laughs> this is my problem. Muskogee. Okay, forget it. Uh, there's a there's some you can find some videos on YouTube of like people going out in like the wilderness looking for this village, and um. I sent this to Tyler like two weeks ago now when we thought we were going to do this one. But uh, there's a, a photo of this like almost little stone hut that like a normal person wouldn't be able to go in or like live in uh, just out in the woods. So that's pretty weird. Um, but yeah, and <laughs> this is hilarious. Someone someone on Facebook says drugs are bad for you. I'm not on drugs, okay? Haunchy people are real. Sorry, I accidentally clicked off the browser. Um, yeah, you're not on drugs. Racky does not do drugs. He passes on grass and all the other. <laughs> this is definitely a wild one. Dude, Ben does definitely not live very far from Mosquito. It's not far from oh. where he lives. So we'll have to so figure if we it out. Ever, we, if we ever go up there, we got to go try to visit it and risk getting the trespassing ticket from the prince. I'm pretty sure the 17th hole of his disc golf course runs right into the little people. <laughs> Maybe he's heard of this one before. Uh, so there was one other kind of like uh, urban legend that this this farmer who had some land that he didn't realize like backed up against the edge of the the haunch people's land um, was bringing it was like clearing some clearing some forest and uh, a tree fell down and like messed up messed up part of their land and then like a week later he was found made a uh, looked like he'd hung himself in his barn oh. and on the side of the barn it, it said the haunchies made me do it 
How do you spell haunchies? I've been Googling haunchies since you brought it up. I can't find anything. <laughs> they scrubbed their H -A -U -N, online record. H-A-U-N-C-H-I-E-S. All right, I'm Googling haunchy people. Do you believe in haunchies? Okay, here we go. Haunchyville. <laughs> All right, we've got it. All right. Yeah, here, here. Uh, Tyler, pull up the house photo first. So there, oh there's, the, there's the little hut thing. Like a normal person could not, could not, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, here's a picture of one of the, an angle of the road. You can see it, like the kind of, there's a house there on the right, but you just keep going straight down that. It's uh, it goes into the wilderness and just kind of ends. It looks kind of beautiful, actually. Not, as, as far as, uh, <laughs> as far as haunted roads from, with little people that cut your legs off, it's actually beautiful. It's it's very much suburban. I was looking around at the neighborhood. Uh, it's it's very much suburban living at the finest until you keep going down that road. And that's where the haunches are. Okay, so all our Wisconsin listeners, Ben Ben is the kind of person who will definitely go to this place and and laugh. <laughs> and he has enough leg problems as it is with the recent hip operation. He will not be able to evade the haunchy. So he needs to oh, wait no. until he's, he's at least yeah. He's got to get full speed. And even full speed Ben Askren, he's many things. Fast is not one of them. So I hope he, I hope he listens. Ryan, Ryan Miller on Facebook said uh, Ben's on crutches because he's like this from the knee down already because the haunch. Yeah, we, yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Let's go to questions. Uh, how, how are Facebook people? Are they making fun of us that we're quarantined or anything? No, they are very nice. I think um, – I, I think they're very understanding. And uh, uh, someone was concerned that we will not be streaming it anymore, but uh, we definitely will be. Uh, oh, yeah. Production people were not, were not exposed to this person. And uh, yeah. they're, I think they're, we're actually already out in Iowa when all this happened. So, yes. Yeah. So they're, they're in the clear. They have not been around us at all. So that's good. Uh, okay. Roy Donk, uh, jazz legend, he asks, <laughs> Why don't college programs do JV duels before a regular duel in order for kids to get more matches and recognition? I don't know. Uh, it would seem they, don't, they can you do a the, JV like, duel? Can you, that's a good question. Uh, it's it's the best part of, uh, of <laughs> high school coaching is like matching up your kids, and you know maybe they're not exactly in the same weight or the next weight, but it's like, I just get them a match. And then they just wrestle at the end of it. Uh, but they don't really do that in college. They do sometimes have high school duels before the college duels, but that would not solve the problem of getting the non-starters matches. Yeah. I would, afraid, uh, I don't know if there's such thing as JV because even if you wrestle them, that would be considered, that would be considered like a duel and like you wrestling a guy, you know, like a, impact their eligibility yeah yeah like a red shirt i don't know they did it I, I would guess would count against that's probably why um yeah when you, i was gonna ask when you're a coach um did the jv guys even weigh in for duels yeah everyone weighed in okay because there, there were <laughs> definitely times when our jv guys just didn't weigh in and like they were like okay you got a 12 pounder. Okay, cool. Yeah, we got a 12 pounder. And then they would just wrestle like three matches before the actual varsity duel. Yeah, but we would do that, but they would have weighed in and we would just be like, ah, they're about the same weight. They're the same size. Like, 
Yeah, he's bigger, but he's really bad. So it'll be fine if your guy's decent. <laughs> a little smaller. Gotcha. So that was good. All right. Uh, next question. Angelo Castillo. In the 195 bracket, were any inter international guys pursued? Sajalaya, Yazdani, also top domestic guys. So, well, Zahid's wrestling in November 14th, Angelo. But, yeah. Unfortunately, $20,000 doesn't get Sajalayev out of bed in the morning. Um, I don't know if it gets him anywhere. So he is a man of fine tastes, and uh, he don't come cheap to be uh, frank. So, yeah, he's not going to wrestle for $20,000. And Yazdani, I think getting, getting him here would be a challenge. So we wanted to, uh, um, you know, do this as a test and see how it Forms and then see what we're gonna do. So we're really happy with the with the eight guys we got. Obviously, someone like Sajalayev, David Taylor, Yazdani would would add to the event. But you know, maybe down the line, this wins. We increase the purse. Then they want to come. That's kind of the goal. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a number of people say, "Oh, all the top guys in America aren't aren't even at it." Well, they had every opportunity to be in it, and. Yeah. They chose not to try to win twenty thousand dollars. So that yeah. I don't know that that's that's on them. We it's not like we did. It's not like we went into this and we're like, no, we can't have David Taylor and Zeke Valencia and Bone Nickel. Now he's doing her like it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next question: Are we going to UWW Juniors slash U twenty threes in Omaha mid November? Some of us will. So that happens on the Burroughs Valencia weekend. So that's going to be a busy one for, for the Flow Boys. We will send, I think, two people there. We're going to cover it. We're streaming it. It's going to be a, a big event. We know that it's going to have a lot of really good wrestling in it. We'll send some people, but it won't be the full crew. And also a knock on wood that we're able to travel. <laughs> Nothing weird happens. I totally did not anticipate. Anything happening that would interfere with my travel to this, I booked a non-refundable ticket to fly there and a non-refundable hotel. But shout out to Nadia from Trip Actions who was able to get me reimbursed for both. So if, you're, if you have a business or anything, you should book travel through Trip Actions because their, their people are top-notch. Yeah, uh, DJ is working on the same thing for me right now. Uh, as we speak, because mine are both non-refundable, apparently too. So we did a yeah. really good job booking. I, I get, yeah, I know. Well, it's so much cheaper <laughs> when you book the non-refundable. I'm trying to save the company money. You know, I don't know that I've ever had a flight that. I, well, I guess I did all the all the other my uh, uh, Olympic trials and flight and my NCA flight. Obviously, I didn't get to take those because of COVID. But uh, yeah, I'm a slow learner. But I also like to save the company money. And when you can get out of it because of COVID and get it reimbursed anyways, it kind of reinforces this behavior. So I will probably continue to book non-refundable things and just hope that Nadia is working that shift when I have to cancel them. <laughs> You know that uh, Spay like seriously considered going to Minneapolis for the weekend of NCAA's because he didn't want to have to like cancel his flight and his hotel and everything. He like legit thought about it. 
Well, I got to be somewhere. I'm not going to be able to do anything. Uh, go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sadness. Who will have the most fast and relentless pace at Nationals? I think Kyle Snyder's like an easy mm -hmm. answer, so we should do someone else. Who's going to just bring their insane pace? Like Cody Chittum style the, the whole time. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We'll come back to that one. How about that? Because I don't really know who, who wrestles. Wonder, I wonder if Gabe Dean is going to go off. Oh, yeah. I feel like Gabe Dean's just going to have like four years of pent up hand fighting that he's going to want to get out and just wrestle people into the ground. Sammy yeah. Brooks, I would say, but he's he's not entered. Um, I don't. Know, we'll come back to it. We'll come back. Oh, Mason Paris, he just he kind of only yeah. shoots. I don't, I don't know if you consider that pace, but he's incredibly aggressive. Okay, well, I didn't have a really good one for that. That's not Kyle Snyder, but pace will be brought. That can be. Oh, what about Luke Pletcher? Oh yeah. He just was kind of a jerk all senior year. It's like wrestle hard, yeah, wrestle people yeah. under the ground. Big jerk guy, Luke Fletcher. Very nice person. <laughs> Total jerk wrestler. Yeah, we'll go with him. Okay. From Indiana Matt. Can FRL or Ben Askren, AWA Wisconsin, officially sponsor Eric Hinckley? He does not deserve to wrestle unattached. So we've been talking about Eric Hinckley. Uh, he is old and enters all these tournaments. And he wrestled Colin Moore at Senior Nationals, did not win. And he's he's double entered at Senior Nationals. And it's both entertaining and concerning at the same time because, listen, he's not in his athletic prime. But what, Bracky, why don't you tell them the feat he is uh, uh, attempting to achieve here that we were talking about yesterday at HQ? Yeah, so Eric Hinckley is 53 years young, not old, and he he actually wrestled at the U.S. Open way back in the day. He wrestled Dave Schultz. So this man could possibly wrestle Dave Schultz and Kyle Snyder, and there is absolutely no way anyone on this planet has done that before. No way. Not, not in a competitive match. like Not know, in an actual play. match, right. Yeah, yeah, Brandon Slay maybe wrestled them both or whatever, but not in a match. Not in a match, Coach, sorry. So, yeah, that that would be a feat. He also wrestled Rob Cole in that bracket as well, right? Yeah, so that, that bracket was absolutely loaded with, like, Dave Schultz and um, – Kenny Monday. Kenny Monday and Rob Rob Cole, yeah. And uh, he, he, told the, he told the whole story about it on his uh, Facebook page, Eric Kinkley 2020 and beyond. Um, but – he hit Schultz, and uh, there's actually um, – Rudis, you know, has the clips of Dave Schultz wrestling, and one of those clips he's actually taking uh, Eric down. Man, that's pretty cool. At that that's match. Cool. So double entered at 53 years young. Go. Young and 97 kilos. I think next time we should figure out a way that we can, uh, we can hook him up and sponsor him. That would be cool. I want him on – I was just say I want him on the Bader show. Uh, I think he he could be really interesting. You know, he uh, 
he served in the military and did some wrestling overseas when he was doing that. And uh, it could just be interesting to get his story and why he still wants to compete against these guys at this age. Yeah, well, that that is a good question. I'm worried it could start a dangerous trend of other people that are a little older. This is a dangerous sport, and I don't want to see anyone get injured in pursuit of whatever it is Eric is pursuing. Our man, our man Eric's in the Facebook chat, and he did. He's, I know he, he is. said he's going to drop. He said he's going to drop Greco, um, but he just might win. But he just might win Greco. No, you just might. He's, I just might win freestyle, but I am going to drop Greco. Is what he's saying. Oh, okay. But so you another, can't, you can't win both. Right. Another another thing that um, I thought was really cool on that Facebook page I was talking about of his Eric Eric Hinkley twenty twenty and beyond. Give her a follow. Um, he shared our post about Kyle Snyder being entered, you know, in his weight. And someone was like, what's the, what's the odds of you wrestling Captain America? And he was like, I, I mean, they could be pretty real because I'm not going to be seated or seated very low. And, uh, and then he mentioned that he retired from the Army uh, as a major, and that outranks a captain. Wow. So he could literally pull rank if, if Kyle shoots on him. And he could ask him to stand down. Yeah, he could down. tell him exactly, sir, stand down. Or he could get, or could Kyle Snyder get court-martialed? Yeah, absolutely. He could be in serious trouble. Yeah, he could be so looking at like a dishonorable discharge. Yeah, he could end up in the brig. So, <laughs> Kyle Snyder, I hope you're ready for that. Hey, man, you know what made me really sad? Because I didn't see this tweet until uh, uh, my night had been ruined by not being able to travel. Casey's what, tweeted at us, me, and mm-hmm. said that he, they said, we, we introduced our piece of Flow Sports Wrestling guys, and they loved it, true. Let us know if you're ever in our neck of the woods. We would have been in their neck of the woods tomorrow, Bracky. We could have been like, yo. I know, I would have been, I would have been going crazy on Casey's Pizza and uh, my man Brian Hellickson in the Facebook chat. He wanted to bring us some Casey's Pizza to the venue. Dang it. I'm sorry, Brian. I'm sorry, Casey's. We'll be back in Iowa. We'll be back in Casey's country again. But, man, I just had this vision of us getting off the plane tomorrow, going straight to a Casey's, have them meet mm-hmm. us, you know, get, get, a, get a whole spread, get some pizzas, and then crush senior nationals. Instead, I'm going to be here with my animals, children. <laughs> but, again, yeah, perspective, uh, perspective. Perspective, perspective. Um, yeah, it stinks. Also, Saul Casey's is getting ready to open their first food only store. No gas. No gas. Just a pizzeria. No gas. Just, yeah, they have other food too. They got subs, sandwiches, they got make donuts and stuff. So yeah, it's going to be awesome. Casey's <laughs> taking over the world. They make, they make the fifth most pizzas in America every year. That is incredible. I, I'm starting to think you didn't intern at Flow, but you actually interned at Casey's uh, general, general store out of college. They you really, really are, do need to sponsor me. They really should. I feel like I feel like P. Terry's should sponsor me, and Casey's yeah. should sponsor you. Casey's has everything that Kyle Brackey's ever wanted. Pizza, breakfast yes. pizza, various energy drinks, donuts. All the energy drinks. All the energy Coke. drinks. Yep. Of course, they have Coke, the basics. But yeah, uh, we'll work on those sponsorships. Okay, just shout out to Michael Shelton, uh, a 
loyal Virginia Tech fan who inspired the first segment where he, he asked which unseated wrestlers were placed the highest. I said, Michael, this question's so good, it's actually a segment. So we just did that for like a half hour with Ben. So thank you, Michael. And then I, I pretty much just picked all Virginia Tech wrestlers. So as as, as a tribute <laughs> to you, Michael, and uh, and the Hokies. Okay, next question. Um, oh yeah, Steely Phil, kind of with a with a, uh, a premonition. He said Hinkley better not get hurt in Greco. I need to see him versus Snyder. And sure enough, Hinkley says, "Okay, I won't even enter Greco because he wants to ensure yeah. that Snyder matchup." And then our man John Kozak said over under two minutes of injury time for uh, Hinkley and his Greco and freestyle matches combined. He's not going to get hurt. This is just no. This is disrespectful. Kozak is first you mess up the seeds and now now you do this badly. Yeah, Kozak is is in in serious hot water. Okay. (laughs) Um, Well, I think we did it. I think it's go time. Thanks to Tyler for producing the show remotely for us. We will, yep. what we're going to do, we're going to get off here. The team is going to put their heads together virtually uh, over the internet. We're going to figure out an awesome plan for senior nationals. We're going uh, to have flow zone. We're going to be commentating. We're going to do, who knows what we're going to come up with. I think it's going to be really cool. As good as it gets, we're you're for you. It doesn't really change all that much. You know, you're gonna be able to watch awesome wrestling. That was the main point, right? So it's gonna be really good. We can't wait for it. We're so bummed we're not gonna be there, but we're gonna make the best of it because uh, that's all we can do. So we'll go now. Uh, Tyler, feel free to play us out. Thank you guys. Remember, action starts tomorrow morning. Women's uh, freestyle and Greco. Greco will start and finish Friday. We'll have half of women's. Friday, the other half Saturday, and then men's freestyle Saturday and Sunday. They had a slight schedule change, so make sure you check that out on Flow Wrestling or USA Wrestling. Go to themat.com. Uh, that's it. If you're going to Senior Nationals, please travel safe. Wrestlers, be safe. Everyone, be safe. Uh, and uh, yeah, we will see you this weekend. Have a good one, guys. Thank you. <laughs>